It's time for another great episode of the Ring Side Brand with your host from the hills of West Virginia, JD Justin Davis, and from Rochester, New York, this is RJ. Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Since 1998, Stamps.com has been an indispensable tool for nearly one million businesses. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS shipping right to your computer, Whether you're an office sending invoices, a side hustle, Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and a standard printer, no special supplies or equipment. Within minutes, you are up and running, printing official postage for any letter, package, anywhere you want to send. And... You'll get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from USPS and UPS. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup and drop it off. No traffic, no lines. Cut the confusion out of shipping with Stamps.com, new rate advisor tool. You can compare shipping rates and timelines easily to find the best option. Save time and money with Stamps.com. There's no risk. And with my promo code P-O-D, that's POD, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type POD. P-O-D. That's stamps.com. Promo code POD. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. Can't get enough wrestling talk? Well, check out Ringside Rant with top guys RJ and Justin, the kings of ranting. The new shows drop each Friday morning at 9 Eastern, and it'll take you back to the good old days of pro wrestling, but also the not-so-good days. Ringside Rant is available on all podcast platforms, as well as full press coverage, Visionaries Global Media, Wrestling with Johnners Network, and the Shining Wizards Network. You can also follow the show on Twitter at underscore Ringside Rant. It's Ringside Rant with RJ and Justin. New shows drop Friday morning at 9 Eastern. That's Ringside Rant with RJ and Justin. A couple of top guys doing top guy stuff. It's Ringside Rant. With RJ and Justin, new shows Friday mornings at 9 Eastern.
Welcome to the Ringside Rant. I'm the man with the magical voice, RJ. He is the man from the hills of West Virginia, just JD Justin Davis. We have the honor of having a third generation superstar, a two time Hall of Famer. He's held 74 championships in various promotions throughout his career. More importantly, he's a 16 time world heavyweight champion. But to Justin and I, he's an officially stamped member of the four horsemen <laughs> he's the one he's the only ain't he great double j jeff Jarrett. what's up jeff welcome to the show man hey, hey rj and justin uh good afternoon fellas hope all is well in your world um i could not agree with you more when uh Arn anderson said it live on nitro years ago i believed it when um rick flair did the drive-by on the my war podcast i believed it but most importantly I knew without beyond a shadow of a doubt when it came out of Conrad Thompson's mouth that I wasn't a four horseman, I knew it was the direct opposite. So I appreciate you guys um, concurring with me on that horseman status. So uh, all good, all good here in well, pardon the, my world. I even have it on the back on my phone. <laughs> folks, uh, you audio folks out there, uh, <laughs> he just showed me a screensaver. And yes. Uh, and yeah, a good, good friend of uh, the AFS community, uh, Ryan, who does all the shirt designs, made it up for me and said, hey, let's, I, I, I know you're a big J, uh, Double J fan. Here's a, here's a little token. I'm like, oh, works for me. I'll, I'll get a kick out of it. So, but, uh, but yeah, appreciate you coming on, Jeff. Both, Jeff. Justin and I both big fans of the show and obviously with your career. Um, just wanted to touch firstly, uh, AFS, man, it's, we're both top guys. We've been there since day one, since you launched uh, my world, uh, man, it's really taken off like gangbusters, man. T top of the charts, uh, every which way you put it really. And, uh, it, it's great to see, uh, how have you been really taking it all in? It's, um, you know, uh, I can tell you at every turn, I've, I've had a little surprise here and a lot of just it's it, a lot of times it's been a little bit overwhelming and that sounds sort of crazy. A guy uh, like myself been in the business 35 years. I never dreamed I'd done a podcast would have ever done one. I mean, Bruce and Conrad approached me, Lee approached me separately off and on the last couple of years. And I just had no interest. It's not like I, I didn't enjoy listening to them. I'm a big YouTube guy, a watcher. I listen to all kinds of stuff. I'm into audio books. I just didn't see me personally getting on, uh, launching a podcast and everything that went with it, but Conrad's persistence. Um, I'm glad that he did. Um, you know, there was a period, uh, end of August, I guess, September when I was, off the grid, I'll say for a little bit, lots of moving parts. Uh, and so I didn't get to do some media. So I've sort of been playing a little bit catch up media, but I did a uh, podcast. Um, we'll call it just a media hit. Wasn't really a long form down in Australia. And the, the you know, my, my buddy down there in Australia, he was talking about it and I did one in the UK here recently. Uh, so whether it's United States, Canada, Australia, it's kind of amazing how it has taken off. Um, the nomination was pretty cool. Um, you know, talking with the ad sales folks, those guys, uh, they're excited about it, but just the feedback online and, um, you know, it's funny how Conrad, you know, the, the, the different topics, whether it's TNA, WWF slash WWE or WCW, we've bounced around on all that and the different feedback from the different listeners has been really cool. And then folks that actually lived it with me, 
they're listening and they'll reach out and say, Hey, don't you remember? And I'm like, I wish I had to talk to you before I did the podcast. Cause <laughs> yes, I do remember, but man, I could talk RJ, uh, on this, but I, I'm so glad I did. A lot of doors have opened that I didn't even think there were places that these were doors, but they have, and uh, you know, in the next 30, 60, 90 days, I'm going to be talking about different things that the podcast is open, some business opportunities, but it's really cool, man. It, it's a really cool setup. Yeah. It's, um, there's not very many podcasts out there wrestling and podcasts in general, where you get to see the behind the scenes, as far as an in-ring talent, an owner, a booker, you've basically done it all. And I think that's what really separates it from the, uh, from the rest pretty much. Um, and, that, and that's pretty what I want to segue into what we have next going all the way back to 1989. Uh, I know Justin and I were wee tots, but, uh, but uh, your dad purchased. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, your dad purchased WCCW and merged it with CWA. Um, thus making CWC or excuse me, USWA. Was that a way do you think of your dad um, trying to really put up you know get to the wwe try to as you would put it with tna in your podcast a distant too no it, it wasn't and that's a, it's a fascinating we're actually going to dive into that uh the whole wccw and the cwa and then uswa came out of that uh but that that entire deal you know super clash three was a a joint promotion between awa and Vern Gagne and wccw and and tennessee um, and you know, that was, I guess, a mixed bag of results in a lot of ways, but my father was always, I, I guess, content is the right word that, that, uh, he had made money for years and years and years and, um, didn't really have any interest and Michael Hayes. And, uh, again, we're going to get into this. It's going to be a fun episode, but, um, I'll call it the Dallas office. You know, Fritz had basically retired and, you know, at, at that point, um, David had passed away. Mike had passed away. It was really a tough go. And, and Fritz, obviously, in-ring career was well in his uh, rearview mirror. Uh, so he wasn't actively involved, candidly, at, at all. So it was Kevin and Kerry. Uh, but Michael Hayes and, and some others um, reached out to my dad and just wanted to know if he had any interest in working with them. And my dad went down over a series of, 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 of events. And long story short, uh, cut a deal. And, and that was kind of, I don't say out of left field, but it was like, it was put together. And then that ESPN time slot, uh, in syndication and the syndicators. So it all just happened really quick and, um, things turned around and this was what was cool. Things turned around really quick and Eric Embry was booking. And so it wasn't really attempt to, to become a number two at all. Uh, it was an attempt to uh, revitalize uh, the Texas territory and figure out, okay, maybe this is a way to develop talent and share talent back and forth. Um, again, at that time, WCW, uh, everybody knows the story. They were buying up Watts in Louisiana and Kansas City had shut down and Florida and obviously the Crockett, that whole scenario. So WCW was, and Vince had taken a lot of the talent from each of these territories, as we all know. So uh, as you just said, a distant number two wasn't really a part of the plan. It was uh, the two territories working together. Speaking of distant number two, we actually sat down with uh, everybody's uh, buddy and yours specifically, Pondwater Dave, last week 
And uh, <laughs> we ended up watching uh, Carrie and Rick from uh, Texas Stadium in 84 there because uh, he was actually there. Uh, he was, I think he, what do he say, Justin? He was like 30 or something then. So he's probably like a hundred now. So, <laughs> but uh, no, it, 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 it's one of those things. Those are in the wheelhouse for both Justin and I, we like going back and watch that old uh, territory days, but uh, what a uh, recent times with the promotions, we saw ROH kind of say, Hey, we're going to go away for a little bit. Um, I just want to get your thoughts um, if uh, on ROH, obviously it's a big stronghold here in the Northeast. Uh, they run a lot out of Baltimore, but, um, and then obviously last night, the news breaking with all these new WWE, um, releases. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to, uh, to see all the news on that. Sure. Of course. I stay on top of things or do my best, but, uh, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> um, but yeah, with, with ROH, it's, what are your thoughts? Are you, is it just a tell of the times? Or do you think it's they're trying to not so much compete with the bigger companies? Because obviously with WWE and AEW there, um, you still have Impact, you still have New Japan. Is it just kind of like casual, like um, uh, just a casualty of what's going on? Well, you know, and I covered this earlier this week on, on a media hit. People generally ask the same question is, what we don't know, and I know this sounds silly and, and simple, but what we don't know, we really don't know. And I say that in that, you know, when WCW went away, the ratings were still really good. Were they back in the height of the attitude era? No, but they were still good. It was a corporate decision. So I don't know what Joe Koff was facing or is facing. Um, you do can read Sinclair stock reports and online reports and, um, you know, they've made a lot of big acquisitions uh, over the last, we'll call it, gosh, probably 36 months. Um, all the sports regional networks. I mean, there, there's a lot of moving parts in their world. So it may not have been, and I call this a wrestling decision. It may candidly just be a corporate decision. And, and they may have plans to relaunch. We don't know. Um, but knowing history uh, of this industry, when you look at, and what's ironic, Impact slash TNA next June will be their 20th anniversary. So that is a really long time. Look at how long WCW was in business. I mean, it went from the NWA. So 12, 13, 14 years, uh, I know, depends, you know, when the, when, the when the clock started. But, you know, um, when the territories went from the regional business to the cable business, uh, there was a radical change in, 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 in the business model. You, you mentioned, you know, Carrie and, and Rick doing Texas stadium. That's when you really think about a stadium show. Now they didn't fill it all the way up, but they had a hell of a house. So that's a stadium show in the mid eighties off of channel 11 TV, a local TV. They're going back to WrestleMania next year and it's a global event and they are going to fill up that stadium, but still, so it's a different business model, but then you go through the cable television era and now when you really look at it, we are long past the cable television era. We're in the streaming era. And so, you know, does Ring of Honor end up more on a streaming service? Who knows? But I say that to say that you look at Anthem and their direction and where they're taking their entire corporate portfolio. It is streaming first. It's not cable first. It's streaming first. So uh, is it a sign of the times? I think the overall broad scope of things, you can just look and see that it probably wasn't a, a, a talent or a wrestling decision. It's a corporate decision. So 
that's one of the things that's really interesting to watch how WWE, you know, you, you read, you just brought it up. That's why I'm sort of circling around back to I'm trying to hit all your questions, RJ, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and all your comments from Texas stadium all the way. But when you sort of get into, you just referenced the, the latest rounds of releases in that, wow, look at WWE. They've gone from 11 to, I don't know, 1100 ish. I think employees now they're down around to 600. That's an, that's a massive amount of a headcount uh, reduction. And so that's on the, the employee side. When you look on the talent side, I think I saw a, a number that's you guys may know better than me, but I'm just like, wow, that's, that's a, that's an awful lot of folks out there that were under contract that now are not under contract. And so, you know, there's only so many slots at AEW. You can just look at it. It's real simplistic, a two hour show on Wednesday and a one hour show on Fridays. That's it. That's three hours of television. So they're, they're, it's a very finite uh, crew. WWE, as we all know, three, two, two. So, you know, they're putting out seven a week, seven hours a week. Um, it's just a different model. It's a different time. But the corporate side of things with Peacock and, and the, the network around the w w world, um, it's really just the evolution of the business, RJ. It's, it's, it, it, that's, that's my opinion. Yeah, because I think I was talking to another another podcast uh, friend of ours, and I told I told him I said, "Look, you're going to have another surgeon of independent wrestling now, because you can see a lot of these guys and gals that you know they don't want to go or they can't go because there's like you said, there's only so many spots to an AEW or an Impact or WWE or go to lower in WWE or what have you, but." Independent wrestling, man, it, it, it's it's great, especially all over the South. We're we're associated with, uh, coming up soon, uh, in a couple of weeks with New South out of Alabama. There, um, we're going to be uh, spoiler alert to everybody that's listening. We're going to be sponsoring their main event um, with uh, Jonathan Gresham, and uh, um, I don't know if to be released yet, but their <laughs> main event there. Uh, so it, it's just a great surgeon of independent wrestling. I really feel that's coming up with all these releases um, because a lot of people are going to be looking for work. It's the lifeblood of the industry. And I've said that for gosh, 15 years now that, you know, in the territory days, um, there, there was an exchange of talent between, you know, journeyman wrestler that would travel around the country, main event guys. It, it, it was, it was the system much like a um, just a, it, it's how the business worked and then you had guys that would break into the business and they would do uh, you know now it's called enhancement talent it used to be called job boys but as the transition and then you worked your way up the card uh but when you know wcw went away and there was only number one and then tna came on the scene and now you know much recently AEW came on the scene there's still wwe and 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 you know AEW's uh a, a, a number two and then there's everybody else and there is a, like you said, a massive amount of talent on the market. And we're just talking in the U.S. The thing that excites me the most is when you look at the ability to promote globally. You know, born and raised here in Tennessee, and you promote basically in the seven-state area. And, 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 you know, uh, we'll call it within driving three, four, five hundred miles. Uh, now you can promote globally. The number one network in the world is YouTube. Uh, and you can jump on there at any time. So, you know, that's how the world works. You distribute your product, get eyeballs, and then monetize it. So um, the business right before everyone's eyes is radically transformed. Yeah. 
Uh, Justin, you got, you got something for Jeff, right? Yeah. Hey Jeff, thanks for taking the time out of your day. It's good to talk to you again. I really appreciate you coming on here with us. Um, I am a high school basketball referee and I actually refereed the run for the roses there in uh, Louisville. I think your daughter played at, um, yeah. I didn't get, I didn't get to see you. There's a lot of courts there, but, uh, yeah, well, well, that's massive. Uh, we had yeah. a game last you look on my, uh, Instagram, uh, yeah. we got an opening win, but we won't get into that. But what grade, what grade is she, uh, in now? Junior. Okay. Yeah. I, I am actually getting ready to go to ref my first girls varsity game of the season up here in Ohio tonight. So here you go, brother. I love it. Yeah. Um, I got a question for you. I was listening to your bonus show on ad free shows with um, Eric Bischoff and uh, Paul Bromwell last night. And that was awesome to see Eric see that match for the first time. I know um, that happened while he was gone for a while. Um, I have an Owen question, as you can tell, I'm an Owen fan. Um, um, in 97, when did you get there in 97? Like, October. was it October? That's what I thought. So that it had been right after the Owen and Steve thing at SummerSlam where Steve got injured. Um, did you talk to Owen about the perceived heat between those two and Owen not talking to Steve in the, in that time period afterwards? I no, that's a really good question because I didn't really find out. I don't want to say the severity because I knew Steve was hurt, but I didn't know the personal situation. Again, uh, if you listen to the pod, which I know you guys do, but if folks are listening to this, that's fine. You know, my delusional optimism sometimes is is just delusional that I, I, I wasn't aware of all the ins and outs that, oh, wow, Steve uh, is very upset, not just kind of upset, very upset. But no, Owen never shared that uh, with me. I didn't really ever hear anybody openly talk about that until months later. And then you just sort of connect the dots like, no, that's, that's a, that's a big issue. Stay away from that. Keep your mouth shut. And so it's one of those things that, you know, for me, I just, okay, that's something just better left unsaid because Steve, you know, if not at the height of his career, right, right, you know, right beside it. Um, and so, yeah, an unfortunate accident. Um, so yeah, but, but I, I remember the time frame. I just had no idea in those early days. Like I said, I came back in October and look, that's when the Montreal situation went down. That's when, uh, I had the promo. <laughs> I mean, there were so many moving parts in my world and Tennessee Lee and NWA, and, but no, I wasn't aware. Uh, do you, do you feel like the heat with Steve and then the eventual heat with Sean, I guess, which I don't know if Owen and Sean really had, you know, a ton of heat together, but do you think that that led in 98 to Owen kind of getting held down out of that main event area with Steve and Sean and people like that? I, I don't look, I no. I, I, okay. I, but I'm not in there. I wasn't in their shoes. I wasn't in the rooms. I wasn't in mm -hmm. the relationships. I certainly wasn't in the creative room or, or, uh, you know, discussing any of that type of stuff with Vince, you know, only really one guy knows and that's Vince, um, you know, but you, you kind of have to look, uh, at, you know, hindsight's 2020. And as we mm -hmm. look through the review mirror now, you have to kind of look at, um, they love Owen. They wanted him on board, you know, the whole situation with Montreal and all that, but it still happened. And so a heart on television 
maybe, maybe not. I don't know, but uh, mm-hmm. I never was a part of any of those discussions. Okay. Thank you for it. You know, one thing I love about the show, your show quickly rose, you know, I've been a ad free show member from the beginning. Your show quickly rose to the top of the list for me. Your honesty um, has just been really a breath of fresh air and your, you know, overall good attitude about things on there. I really appreciate <laughs> Even though you've got that surly son of a bitch over there on the other side with you, but uh, you know, <laughs> oh, thank you. We have a lot of fun. I appreciate those comments, though. Yeah, just Justin's the guy that always tries to uh, get a Bret Hart or some sort of Hart family reference in every single show, no matter whether uh, we're, we're talking about a pay per view or what have you that they're involved or not. But uh, he always tries to slide it in there every time and. Oh, I always got to give him a A plus for that. Well, it's not too often I get to talk to someone that was, you know, pretty good friends yeah. with uh, both Brett and Owen. So thanks for answering those uh, questions, Jeff. Sure, man. Appreciate it. You know, if uh, anybody that really listens really hard to my world knows that uh, you're you're big into ratings, you're big into the numbers, whether it be TV revenue for wrestling or whether it's like betting lines for football. Uh, <laughs> it, it's every, it's those numbers. I'm like, Oh, okay. He's betting the, this, this. Okay. I'm like, I don't know if I want to bet that, but that's all right. Um, I said that to say this, do you see AEW uh, making the move to going from Wednesday to Monday? I'm not saying within the next year or two or whatever. I'd say in the near future. Do you really no. see that moving? No. No. And, and the reason being is that um, first run content live, we'll say, when you look at the Fox strategy, they are going news and sports. Uh, when you look at ESPN and ESPN Plus and it's, it's, you know, it's live, live, you know, all that kind of stuff with the world of streaming and being able to pick up our phone and literally go live right now. Uh, there's, and I think the, uh, NXT AEW, um, duration of head to head kind of is the proof in the pudding. Uh, unfortunately wrestling fans, um, might not like, might prefer for it to go head to head just for the. Um, I don't say camaraderie, but I guess the competition slash camaraderie because there's a lot of, hey, I'm watching this or that when we're all just wrestling fans uh, and and like a particular brand. But I I don't see that happening because at the end of the day, it's a business. Uh, You guys just referred to numbers. And um, the powers that be at uh, Peacock, uh, you know, NBC, Comcast, whatever you want to call them, and the powers that be at, at Discovery, Warner Media. They want as many eyeballs as they possibly can when it airs live. And so to put it opposite the same genre of entertainment, it's just not realistic. Uh, you know, now they could prove me wrong, but I just don't see, as, as you're asking me this today, I don't see an upside because with DVR and the second screen experience that we all can do, you can watch all of them simultaneously if you so choose, I just, it's, it's, it's no longer the attitude era. It's no longer the cable wars pre to DVR. It's, it's just a different era. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing I did notice that brings me back to, you know, the WCW days and even um, the TNA days is uh, 
when you guys ran the Universal Studios. And now we're starting to see AEW doing that, doing a lot of their dark tapings and elevation tapings there. It's just amazing to see, you know, a lot of people like to compare that. It's like, I absolutely love the TNA days from there. It's also intimate. And because I started back, I want to say about 0203 watching the TNA stuff. Cause that was big, um, the up here in, in, in up, upstate New York. Um, but yeah, it, it's so interesting to see a lot of these comparisons going back and watching them. Uh, have you seen, have you checked out any of the, uh, the YouTube series there with them or. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and I know universal studios from a producer perspective, really good. Uh, we spent so much time in there and you know, the loading in and loading out. And at times we loaded in we're, and we're there for, in the same studio 21 for gosh years um it's a great facility there you know to to get the studio we'll call it right and optimal sight lines and getting as many people in there and the shoot and the look you, you have to set it a, a, a in a in a in a i'll call it a unique manner so uh yeah but i'm a huge supporter of universal studios um it's one of those situations where instead of traveling your show around the world our philosophy at tna and it paid a lot of dividends it's the orlando is the world's largest tourist attraction people come from all over the world they go to the parks they go to all kind of things the beach is you know 90 minutes both ways there's just just a lot of upside uh to to getting a home base in orlando and I, i'm glad to see him do it I, I don't think the vibe uh but but look they're 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 not worried about it it is their uh at this point their d show uh or, or C or D show, I, you know, that's no disrespect. It's just candidly, you know, back in the old days challenge on, you know, it was what it was at WWF. It was the third show. Uh, you look at international shows sometimes in years gone by, but that's neither here nor there. I'm, I'm glad to see him doing it. Uh, universals are great partners. And again, I can't say enough good uh, about Pam and that entire team at, at universal studios. Cause they candidly know how to produce sports entertainment from a facilities point of view. Uh, so I just want to touch on one last thing before we, we close up is, you know, you mentioned your, in your hall of fame speech to be in a foxhole with somebody. Um, I don't like to make it public a lot, but I'm like, I've been sober since the first of the year and I just right. wanted to get your thoughts. Thank you. What advice would you give to a lot of the guys or gals, um, whether they're in the business or outside the business? Um, that are dealing with, they're in a difficult place, mentally, physically, what have you, what's some of the advice you would give them? Oh man, that's an entirely, uh, I could go in depth on that. And I always, as you guys are both aware, I, it's a, it's a very serious, it, it is legit a matter of life and death. And, and some people like, oh, it's a little heavy, this and that. Well, I, I, I candidly, I know that. Um, but when you really, you know, they just talked about the recent opioid and that wasn't my situation. Alcohol was mine. Uh, but, but when you really understand the disease of addiction and alcoholism, it's one and the same. Um, it's a disease of the brain that affects how uh, we uh, behave uh, and left untreated. Uh, you got three options. You know, you, you're either going to go to jail uh, because of some unfortunate accident that, that happens you're going to go to an institution uh, or you're going to die. And so it's, it's, it's that serious. And um, I urge anyone, 
And this is what I tell people in the early stages. If you think you have an issue, you probably do. And listen to your inner self. I got a quote on my Instagram uh, bio that uh, actually uh, handsome Jimmy Valiant taught it to me years, 30 something, 33, 34 years ago. It says, live as if you know. Here's the quote. Live as if you know because you do. And that is spoke to my heart 30-something years ago. And it's the truth. If you think you do, reach out and talk to someone. Help is everywhere. But people, uh, you know, people that have a broken leg, you look at that guy, how oh, he's got a broken leg. Or diabetic, oh, he's taking his insulin shot. Or heart disease. Or, you know, that's what, that, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's the real slippery slope that people don't realize, oh, this guy's struggling, that guy's struggling. And nobody's going to never, ever, ever know unless you reach out. So I urge anyone, reach out. You will get help. That's a guarantee. And if anything I can do about it, I'm, I'm here to help anybody that's struggling. Awesome. Jeff, thank you so much for making time. I know you're a very busy guy. Um, really dig what you're doing with the show. Ways people can get a hold of you if they want to follow you and follow your journey. Simple, simple, simple. At Real Jeff Jarrett. The website is realjeffjarrett.com. But Twitter, uh, Instagram. Facebook is uh, at Real Jeff Jarrett. And then uh, all the uh, My World links are at My World Pod. So, uh, hey, guys, I appreciate you guys having me on. We finally got hooked up. Uh, we're, we're family members. Uh, but for you non-family members, uh, come join the family. We got a lot of, in 2022. I'll just say this. I was in Huntsville, RJ and Justin and, and uh, me, Conrad, and uh, some others were planning uh, some pretty cool stuff for 2022. I cannot wait. I literally, I am super excited as the year's coming to a close and we're looking at 2022. So guys, I appreciate your time, man. Awesome. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. And go Titans. <laughs> Before we get to our Ranters Nation portion of the show, I wanted to give a quick shout out to our friends over at Skid Row Academy, as well as Super Crazy Wrestling. They are having Buddy Murphy will grace the Skid Row Academy with an extensive four-hour training seminar. All skill levels are encouraged to attend. It's $125 per person. It's on December 17th, 2021, from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. at 1031 Dell C Drive, Unit 4W, Westville, New Jersey, 08083. Pre-sale are available. Skid Row Academy, the Pro Wrestling Academy, powered by Super Crazy Pro Wrestling, is in Westville, New Jersey. So go over, follow them on your social medias, on Instagram, at Super Crazy Wrestling, and at Skid Row Academy, as well as on Facebook. Go over to the Twitter gimmick and follow them at Super Crazy Pro and at Skid Row Academy. Thanks to our friends over at Super Crazy Pro Wrestling and the Skid Row Academy. All right, Justin, man, what... Uh... What a good time. Ain't he great, man? Yeah. Spending my time working hard on the go. The hands on clock ain't spinning too slow. But yeah, no, that was fun having Jeff on. And, uh, you know, always great talking to a Hall of Famer. Two-time Hall of Famer. And now we get to talk to Money Mike. So, or, you know. So it went downhill pretty quickly then, huh? I guess so. <laughs> and ironically enough, we are doing the first ever, I think, at least since you've been on here, I don't think I did one before with anybody, is uh, Ask the Rant or our Ranters Nation portion of 
the show. Uh, so we put out uh, we put out tweets saying, "Hey, let's uh, get your questions." And we got we got a lot of them, man. So uh, hopefully we can fly through not fly through these, but hopefully answer these as best as we can. Um, obviously, we may not get the uh, right answer to you, but we'll give you something, anyways. Um, so, what better way to start than with Money Mike himself? Uh, all right. <sighs> So, Let's get it out of the way. This is like a shot. When you go to the doctor, it's like, just give me the shot first. I don't want it to be at the end. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, just don't, don't, don't delay it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I can't. Now we'll just move on because that can't go anywhere good. So his first of three questions, I had to dwindle it down from the seven that he uh, DM'd me. So uh, his first of three is if Justin and RJ were like any question when it starts off with if Justin. Yeah, it never it, goes well. It never, it never, it never ends well, right? <laughs> so he asked if Justin and RJ were a tag team, what would their name be? Mm. So I thought about this, and just for just to piss you off and get you to laugh, I'd say the Heartbreakers. The Heartbreakers. Well, because you have the Heat <laughs> Seekers, you have the Thrill Seekers. You can't be the Heart Seekers. I got you. I just don't know how many hearts I've broke. And I know you haven't. Well, <laughs> we know of at least one anyways. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. God, why does he ask these stupid fucking questions? The tag team. Maybe he maybe he didn't mean to type it because he had to go over all of the uh, what about crap this? in his office. What about this? Two top guys. Works for me. Two top. I, I, oh, I thought there was gonna be more to that. I'm like, that's no, just two top guys. Just that's don't. All they are. Just, just don't. Just don't, just don't Google. Just don't Google that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what, Money Mike, you can go Google that. Efren, <laughs> just found his new favorite tag team. <laughs> two top guys. <laughs> Dude, there you go. Two top, one bottom. There you go. Um, Oh God, this this went downhill real quick. Thanks, Mike, for that. Um, yeah, speaking of bottoms, thanks, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't know how to take that, so I'm just gonna move on. Uh, yeah, so bottom of the barrel, whatever. Oh God damn! Oh, that that made me feel a little bit better though. <laughs> so he has uh, next one is Justin has to pick one of the two things. He can either have money, Mike clean his office or Justin gets to attend a WrestleMania as Bret Hart's guest. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> You're going to clean the office, right? Oh yeah. Uh, how about this? I just go to WrestleMania and on my way to the plane, I like Mike's house on fire and then we don't have to worry about how well, to clean well, the but, office. But, but you don't want to let him. He's got parents, man. You don't want to do that to his parents. I would warn them. Oh, so you, you get them out. Yeah, I'd leave money Mike in there. That that that, that that's murder, brother. <laughs> it's well self-defense. I mean, See you're crazy. Your, See you're crazy. You and all your rules. <laughs> rules. What did they ever do for anybody? <laughs> yeah. But what, uh what's his third and final question? Is it any better than the first two? I, I it looks like it. Um and I guess it's for each of us. Uh, who is each of your dream guest for the ringside, a ringside rant interview? And you can't say Bret Hart. 
Hmm. Well, go ahead. You go first. Now I got to think about so, it because you I, took away my dream person. <laughs> We, we were already talking about Brad Hart with uh, with Jeff. I would say, what the hell? You can't talk about him too. too okay, much. okay, I know mine. Okay, Terry Funk. Mm. Just because? Yeah, because he's goddamn Terry Funk. So uh, originally it was going to be RJ's mother's a whore. God damn, damn dirty ape. Uh, so the original one was going to be Jeff Jarrett, but we just had him. The second one, I have a list going in my head. I, it's one of many lists in my head. Uh, I really want to get uh, Arn Anderson. I really do. I just want to try to uh, just uh, dissect his brain a little bit, you know, pick his brain, just the wealth of knowledge that he has um, for being in the business as long as he has. He's got to have some great stories that we haven't heard between the show and uh, in the Zooms that we've been on him with. Honestly, I think another one that would be really good, and this one may not be someone people think about, but he would be a great interview and give you a ton of shit, Jake Roberts. Oh, yeah. I met him at uh, at a Comic-Con up here uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, but Jake you know, would be awesome to have on here. You know, another low-key one would be um, with Dustin Rhodes. Mm -hmm. uh, just to have because he's been like I said he's been up and down he's got stories you know he's good bad and different uh, so but no that those would be at least a couple of ours money Mike. I know um, money Mike is at the uh, on about two million three hundred thousand two hundred and seventy fifth on my list of who I would like to have on the show oh oh okay I, th I thought you meant in line to uh, to marry Charlotte Flair with <laughs> that too that too okay I think, he, I think he might be a little further toward the back in that line. For, further back in that line <laughs> <laughs> apparently it may be a long line i don't know um but thanks for that money mike justin won't thank you but i will uh our next question comes from eddie prather he says what eddie, were eddie the panther that too I actually had to autocorrect. It was autocorrect. He said Eddie Panther before I had to actually <laughs> autocorrect it. Um, he said, what were both of your first pro wrestling memories and why is Amy right about the music list? First and foremost, everybody has his own opinion about the music list. Get <laughs> off my back. God damn. He's trying to get red ass RJ out here, isn't he? Fuck. Um, as far as the first pro wrestling memories is um, Saturday, Saturday morning, superstars wwf superstars um that they played i believe here in the east coast is was probably probably late morning probably about 11 or 10 or something so basically just sitting there with my brother eating cereal in front of the tv uh, basically wearing um wearing the uh, carpet in front of the television pretty much down to nothing because we sat in the same spots um pretty much every time uh, but that also was, RJ didn't wipe his ass well, so he rubbed his ass on the carpet too. That's well, well that too. I, I'm like a little, I'm like a dog when you, you know, <laughs> the dog doesn't uh, take a shit very well. It kind of handles. Yeah, you get those little dingleberries or something. Um, shit, who would who would have thought we'd have Jeff Jarrett on, and now we're talking about dingleberries. Um, but yeah, that's my first memories of Hogan and uh, uh, Warrior and Savage and Dusty and Jake and all that good stuff. Yeah, mine would be like Saturday night's main event, like 1988 or uh, early 89 when I was like three, four years old. That would, you know, Hogan, Macho Man, Saturday night's main event, probably 
Andre, um, probably what I remember the most, you know, it's my first memories. Yeah. Well, no doubt. So thanks to, for those, that question, Eddie, our next one comes from another top guy, uh, Dave McClay. He asks, what is your Mount Rushmore of best WrestleMania matches or best WrestleMania, excuse me. And what are your three worst? Uh, so he wants our three best and, and our three, three worst. worst. Correct. Okay. So, well, I'm let's go ahead and nominate some for the worst. WrestleMania 11 has to be in the top three for me. So I agree with you on that. I'm going to have to say, uh, uh, what was it? WrestleMania uh, eight. I hate doing it because it was main evented with Savage and flair, but outside of that, it was a fucking shit show. All right. You do your three worst. I'll do my three worst. Well, we can, sure. we can do it together. We got okay. eight, eight, eight was in Indiana, right? Cause I'm not going to shit on eight. I love eight. Oh, well, I'll shit on it. That's fine. <laughs> We'll, we'll collaborate. I, I'd say, okay, then I'd say I hated nine. WrestleMania too. I hated WrestleMania Okay, I, I can go. I can get down with that. When man. it was in the three different sp- spots and yeah. they the, tried the that. lighting was terrible. and Well, the audio the was announce- terrible too. The audio, all the announcers. Yeah, WrestleMania 2 is trash for me. Um, and then WrestleMania 9 is trash. Oh, so, oh, that's the one I meant. I didn't mean... I didn't Wrestle, mean WrestleMania nine. I meant nine when Brett loses to Yoko and then Hogan comes out and wins in like two seconds. And then you had like crush and I, ugh, I hated WrestleMania nine. Yeah. So I would go nine, 11 and two for my three worst and for my three best. Well, it'd be Mount get, Rushmore. So there'd be four. Oh, we're doing Mount Rushmore. Well, but, but he, but he said three worst. So okay, we'll go yeah. Mount Rushmore or best. So we do four. We okay. know, you, you, you name two, I'll name two. I think WrestleMania six has to be on there. WrestleMania three has to be on there for me, three and six. And then what about I mean, eight, probably, 18? I was going to say, I was going to say probably uh, what 17. 17. I'd say I'd put 17 and 18 on there, to be honest with you. Because also those two years you had 17 was um, that was the Astrodome, right? And yeah. just the, for me anyways, the iconic building, because I'm pretty much almost positive. They got rid of that as soon as very soon after that, they knocked it down. Um, so just the fact that that was um, iconic in itself, um, I would put up um, to add to our list, um, WrestleMania 30. When Daniel Bryan beat Triple H and then beat uh, Batista, and I believe it was Batista and Orton, it was a triple threat, right, for the main event where he won the title for the first time. I think I'm pretty sure that was, but um, but yeah, I would say I, I agree with you too, man. You know, great minds think alike. Um, I would also put uh, just WrestleMania 10 up there too, um, yeah. just because of you know the main event with Brett and Yoko that you know, really should have been what happened the year before. Um, and then Brett Nolan and you got Sean right. and Razor. And, you and got Sean and Razor. And you got a lot of good stuff. You know, you got to take the good with the bad with a lot of these WrestleManias because mm-hmm. you can throw, I believe it was what, 35 there when it was Sean and, and Taker, uh, 35 and 36. Um, there's a lot of good stuff in there. It's hard to nail down a few, but those are pretty much, you know, the ones that I can at least think off the top of my head. For um, me growing up, there was nothing bigger than Hogan and Andre. Right. Until, until 
Yeah. There was Hogan and Warrior at WrestleMania six. Like the buildup for that, right. I can remember people talking about that main event. Like who's going to win? So to me, three and six have to be in my Mount Rushmore. Well, I can sure. even I, I I'd have to say seven because that was the first one I saw. Uh, it wasn't live; it was tape. Uh, but that was with uh, Hogan and Slaughter, and then the uh, uh, undercard we had Savage and Warrior for the retirement match, mm-hmm. and, the, and and honestly, low key match was Boss Man and Perfect. I'll always mm-hmm. remember that 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 WrestleMania. Um, but yeah, so thanks, Dave, uh, for that uh, great question. It kind of got us off in a little tangent. So, Devilish Devin Dowling is up next. Uh, he has three questions. His first one is what is each of your favorite podcasts that is not the ringside rant? Oh, uh, are we talking to ad free shows or not ad free shows? I guess it doesn't. How, how about we give one of each one of each. Okay. My favorite ad free shows show currently is probably Jeff Jarrett's. Mm-hmm. I, I also love Tony's and JR's. Those are my top three there. Uh, well, and Bruce's. I mean, hell, I, I love them all because I forgot I'm you forgot Eric. Come on, man. I know, I know. So it's hard to pick. <laughs> it's hard to pick, but I think all right good, now, yeah. I like Jeff's. Right now, I'm digging it the most. My favorite uh, non-ad free shows podcast that I listen to is a podcast called Our Vantage Point um, by uh, Michael Quinn and Joe Mariota. If you guys have never given that a try, check it out. They talk about a lot of, um, you know, 80s, 90s, WWE mostly, but um, some WCW stuff, but it's really good. Uh, that's probably, I would say that would be my outside ad free shows to go to. So I'd have to say. Oh, well, and Jim Cornette. I'm sorry. I love Jim too. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> God damn. How you leave me out? Motherfucker. Put some cheese on it, motherfucker. Double cheese. Uh, so, I, like I said, I, I'd say Jeff Jarrett, number one up there. It's very close with you know, all of them are pretty much good on AFS. You can't, you don't really have a bad show. No. Not that, not that it would really promote a bad show because they're all good regardless. Uh, but I'd say that. And even I like, I always get up with uh, uh, um, Eric, man. I just, you get that different side of it. Uh, I was listening to the show this morning uh, about when he turned heel, uh, 96 there. So um, non, um, non AFS, I know I just started, I don't know if you did, Justin. Um, I just listened to the first episode of Ric Flair's new show with Mark Madden. Uh, no, I haven't got to yet. Um, that was very good. Um, but I also like uh, Mind of the Meanie. With Josh Chernoff, friend of the show as well, with my, uh, Blue Meanie as well. Uh, just the stuff that they talk about. Yeah, they'll talk about wrestling, but no, they also talk about, you know, they'll shoot the shit. They'll talk pretty much about anything, uh, which I think it's very rare. You get the connection between both of them. But um, so Devin's second question is right for you, Jay, Justin. Um, you said make a dream match with an active wrestler for Bret Hart. Um, an active wrestler for Bret Hart to face yeah. Bret Hart. Uh-huh. It would probably be Daniel Bryan for me. Okay. I, I think that those two, you know, if you give me 
Brian Danielson now against Bret Hart in 95 or 6. I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, that seems that seems seems to be a lot of the a uh, lot of uh, the comparison when people fantasy book that stuff. Um, yeah, I I would also like to see a Brett Randy Orton match. I think that would be cool too. So his next question is for me: ask make one dream match with an active wrestler for Shawn Michaels. So I saw this and I actually gave this a lot of thought, and I couldn't really decide between these two guys. They're both from AEW. Um, because I really don't watch WWE anymore anyways, but, um, so my two, you guys can take it for what it's worth. I want to see Shawn Michaels on Andrade as well as Shawn Michaels versus Malachi black. Um, just a con- contrasting move set. I, that I they like have. that. I like that second one. I really like that. It was just so tough because I just, Shawn Michaels could, and same with Bret Hart, they could have a match with anybody mm-hmm. to make it work. And yeah, um, Bret had main events with dentists and uh, garbage men and clowns and, <laughs> and clowns <laughs> and patriots. And yeah, so, but no, yeah, I, it, it's so hard to come up with just one because you, you try to fancy book a lot of them. And uh, yeah, those, those, those would be my two. Um, so thank you for the, those questions. Devilish Devon Dowling. Our next question comes from Pete Opolis, our good friend, Pete. He asks our top five enhancement talent of all time. Oh yeah. This is fun. I love so, this question. So I'm going to come up. I have to put George South on here because you watch the old 86 stuff with Tony currently on WHW. George South is pretty much all over that. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as the Mulkey brothers. Yeah, the Monkey Brothers are my top. They're like my favorite enhancement talent of all time because they'll kill themselves. They don't give a fuck. They'll kill themselves for two hundred bucks that night. Mm-hmm. Like they'll go flying through the between the first, the top and the second rope, fucking bang right flat back right outside. Don't even hit a damn thing. Just fly right out on your back. Like God, the the Road Warriors would literally they could have been arrested for assault multiple times when they oh without question without question. <laughs> Without question. Um, they just gave it their all, man. You got to love the monkeys. And then you, you got like to. the Brooklyn Brawler. Yeah. I mean, he's an all-time WWE jobber. Well, and he's Paul Paul Bromwell's favorite wrestler as well. Yes, absolutely. Those guys, uh, they're a lot alike, those two. I would, I would even put Dwayne Gill, Gilberg, whatever you want to call oh, Yeah. Dude, I met him in Baltimore at StarCast. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, just very, very humble. Um, um, Mike Sharp. Mike Sharp was one. I'm trying. There's, um, oh crap, who's the other one with, um, oh, uh, I know who we're talking about. <laughs> Barry Horowitz. Barry, Barry Horowitz, but there was another one too. It, he had curly, curly hair. He was a redhead, curly hair. I can't remember his name. Oh, and you know who my favorite jobber was? Um, Shawn Michaels. He was good. But, um, what's the next question? <laughs> Bruce Hart. Um, <laughs> our next question comes from Kyle. He is at Kyle T Y or K Y T Y show. Given the follow, he said, "Could a heavily comedic wrestler ever work as your world champion?" Uh, both Biggie and Kofi lean heavily into the, their comedic talents, but those aspects of their personalities seem to take a backseat when they're holding the strap. Um. 
it really depends to be honest with you, Justin. I don't, you know, you got your Dan Housens, you got your orange Cassidy's uh, of the world. Um, I, I think given the right storylines, given the right uh, opponent, it could work. I think uh, I would think more of an orange Cassidy could work because you saw them pushing, pushing him really hard uh, last year. And even this year too, uh, with, uh, with Kenny Omega and Jericho. So I think orange Cassidy could really be the, the, the guy that could really be the world champion as far as a comedic uh, talent. Nothing, yeah. Justin, nothing, no, Justin, no, no, nothing. I mean, I, yes. Can it happen? Yes. I mean, David Arquette was champion, so everything can happen, but. Well, anything could happen. Yeah, I guess. So you call him comedic? Well, obviously he's a comedian and an actor, but Christ. Yeah, he was comedic. Jesus. Shitting on David Arquette. God damn you. He come on. He he begged. Uh, what's her face from friends? You gotta give him. You gotta give him props for that. Courtney Cox. You Courtney mean? Cox, yeah. How dare you call her? What's her face? Well, I don't. You're as bad as Frank in these with his comments about the Nitro girls. So ironically enough, that's our uh, our next question comes from <laughs> one Frank Bruno. It's at Frank Bruno eighty, or you can just DM me and I can send you his number for you. you can send all the wonderful pictures to him directly. Um, his first question is, why? Is Frank Bruno the sexiest man alive in Rhode Island and not Anthony Pyrus? Um, I think they both lose, to be honest with you. That's just because I don't know anyone else from there. Like if, if I knew someone named Bigfoot that lived down the street and, you know, kind of slept on his porch, I'd probably think he was the sexiest man in their town. But I don't state. know anyone in their state of rhode island uh, yeah I, it's hard to believe rhode island's a state but i whatever. think it's like the size of the county that i live in I, but yeah anyways I so. if i had to pick one over the other is this like an f mary kill no that's at the that's at that's the last question i'm gonna end with that one. Oh, okay well if i had to pick one or the other i pick neither so i don't know <laughs> <laughs> hey whatever works for you man um so <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to pick Frank because he probably don't wake up at 3 a.m. in the middle of the night and start screaming. Go bats! Well, yeah, but I don't. Yeah, but at least Frank gets up in the middle of the night to go take a pee, though. He doesn't stay in the bed. Uh, yeah, that, that that's definitely a jab at you, Anthony. Um, <laughs> so he has Frank has a question for you. He said, what would it take for, to get Justin to watch the current wrestling product? Um, what would it take for me to? um it to get better that would be a start uh two words brett hart yeah that would be good brett hart is the new commissioner of the wwe yeah that'll go real well right he'll, <laughs> wear know, he'll wear a cowboy hat you know i've been watching a long time and i've always thought i could be a good commissioner Anyways, I even uh, gave you yeah, that one too. God it damn. would just it would just have to involve the WWE not listening to you know comedic writers to write wrestling and not listening to Fox and uh, their shareholders and their everyone else except for the people that know what wrestling is. 
So until that happens, which I don't see that happening in the near future, I'll keep watching Dynamite once a month, For which sure, is yeah. pretty much my schedule. Right yeah, 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 right. That's all the time you have for it, right? Um, so his question for me is, did I ever have a period where I did not watch wrestling? Um, I did. It was pretty much around the kind of the, the black, uh, black years of the WWF was pretty much right after WrestleMania nine, because I saw WrestleMania nine. I said, yep, no more. Don't like it. Um, so it was pretty much 93 to about 96. I didn't watch. Uh, and then I saw. Uh, that was pretty much the same time I didn't watch yeah. too. And I, I saw Hogan in the black uh, on WCW Nitro. And I said, Oh, I grew up watching him. What the hell is this about? And I turned it on and it's pretty much been nonstop since 96. Um, well, wrestling in general. Um, I stopped watching WWE over the last couple months. Um, I couldn't tell you the last time I watched it. Uh, full go. Anyways. But will I watch Survivor Series? Let me think about it. No, nah, I nah. will not. Now, nah, first nah, of I'm all, good. Survivor Series is always the worst of the core four. I mean, yeah, and, no, it is. It's, so it's just like whatever. Yeah, uh, it's kind of like I said. There's really nothing much going on, anyways. Uh, this month, anyways, with wrestling, but. Um, so the next question comes from Top Guy Theater. Follow them on Twitter at Top Guy Theater. Uh, friends of the show, they ask, what is... I heard, I heard there's a guy that is on there and he knows something about, a lot about maps or something. He's like the rain man of maps. Yeah, he's a heard. good guy. I've heard about him Have you him heard too. about him? Yeah, he's I heard guy. he likes that same shitty football team you like. Oh, you know, the one that, that that's winning more than the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> okay, okay. So that, that, that that's fair. That's fair. He must have good taste. Uh, but they ask, what is your take on the term Mark in wrestling? Um, I think it's just a matter of, it's something that, uh, it, it's something that people want to bitch about. That's pretty much what I think, because at the end of the day, wrestling fans always want something to bitch about. And that is pretty much defining what the Mark is to me. They want something to bitch about and they don't, they're not going to stop until they get their recognition. I mean, in the end, we are all marks. I think well, even to, people, a certain, to, to a certain extent. Yeah. Even people in the business are marks for the, even marks for themselves. Sometimes um, I, there are degrees of marks. Like I'm a mark, but when I go into a hotel and there's wrestlers everywhere, I don't like, piss myself and run around and get autographs and the, those are the extreme marks <laughs> yeah but right right there there are different levels of markism i don't mind the word it doesn't offend me i don't use it because i don't really believe in describing people in such terms yeah but it is what it is i don't really give a shit about it yeah it doesn't really bother me too much either i'm like yeah it's just a term that's always going to be there in wrestling whether it's now or in the future, it's going to happen. So, my um, uncle's name is Mark. Yeah, I don't know Mark. <laughs> well, I know a Mark, but not in my family. Shout uh, out to Mark the Bull Davis. Mark the Bull Davis. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he's listening, right? Yeah. Um, shout out, Uncle Mark. Um, so, next question comes from Adam O'Neill. He asks, How many wins will the Patriots win a division by? 
I'm, I have a feeling this is aimed towards me, Justin. I have. I, I don't know why. Is. I mean, I have an answer. I think it's uh, two. They're not going to win the. F- <laughs> okay, Adam. I'm, I'm going to say this very calmly. You can come close. Come close. Put the earbuds in. Come close to the to the speaker. They are not going to win the division. Um, I'm just saying. The only good thing on my fantasy football team right now is my defense, and that's the Patriots defense. They w- they are <laughs> stepping up, boys. I will admit I did have the Patriots defense from last night. They, they got, got me like twenty eight. Yeah, yeah 28 they got me like twenty eight points. points. I'm like I can't I, I can't I can't knock them for that. Honestly, man, I, I my quarterback was Matt Ryan, so my defense got right. me about twenty four points more than my quarterback. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But no, I, I I think it'll be a lot closer than people give them credit for. I think they'll 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 hit their stride at the end of the year. Hopefully, the Bills will keep their stride going. But um, so I wanted to end with this question, Justin, just because it's funny, and we probably could get off on a little bit of a tangent. But this comes from a guy called Anthony Pyrus. I, I don't know. No, I don't know. Must be some somebody. I don't know. Anyways, he says F. Mary Kill, Frank Bruno, Anthony Pyrus, and Big Money Mike. Oh, well, we know who I'm killing. Okay, so you're gonna kill Money Mike. You're um, gonna get get him a pretty coffin, RJ. Okay, get him a coffin with dollar bills on the outside. Money, 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 money. <laughs> money. Okay, and okay, then now, uh, I, now I gotta screw one and marry one. Yeah, God, damn. Well, I'm gonna marry Frank because I know I can't put up with Pyrus every day. At least me and Frank get along. That means I got to fuck Pyrus, which is really scary. <laughs> I, I don't know if there's enough Evan Williams in the world for me to drink to uh, to get there. But, you know, we could we could try. I don't know. All right. So that was pretty much I had. I'm calling it on the fly because that was pretty much where I was going to go. But I'm going to change uh, because I'm uh, I want to make I want to make Frank feel good. So. I'm going to. <laughs> You're gonna fuck Frank. I'm gonna fuck Frank. <laughs> <laughs> that will make you feel good. That, 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 that's, yeah, right. That's something that nobody's ever said before. Fuck Frank. <laughs> uh, in, the, in, the, in this way, anyways. Um, I'm gonna marry Money Mike because he's got the money and he can do any everything and take care of the money. I'm gonna kill Anthony Pyrus just because. Hey, look. I look. I'm looking at it this way. I could either kill him now. Or the alcohol is going to kill him eventually. Anyways, his liver is going to fail. So I think he's going to. I understand it. I could do it. I'm I'm for it all except for marrying Money Mike. Holy hell! Well, but the... yeah, I do. You think, for, for, you, hey, you think he my... asks us a lot of questions? Imagine marrying him. Um, when's the appointment? Who's the doctor? Do we have gas in the car? Google the internet. There's my answer. <laughs> Google the internet. There's your answer. But I, I want to give some love into Frank. Well, that nobody yeah. ever. No, but seriously. Want I, a whole lot of love. Yes. So <laughs> that's going to uh, end the show this week. We appreciate first and foremost, uh, at the top of the episode uh, for Jeff Jarrett coming on. Um, it was fantastic. Sit down and chat with him. Ask, you no, know, pick his brain a little bit. Uh, with some of our questions this and on Friday. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Friday. we are going to be, uh, we're going to be back next week to our regularly scheduled time at 9 a.m. Eastern programming. 
at 9 a.m. Eastern, Justin, we are going to be going over and ranting about the inaugural Survivor Series from 1987. Uh, so that's going to be, I, it's going to be interesting to see a lot of our opinions on this because, uh, as you said, Survivor Series is the kind of that fourth of the, uh, of the, uh, big four there. Uh, and then, uh, 1987's in the wheelhouse, a lot of professional wrestling. It's really hot, uh, going forward. So, uh, but with that being said, you can follow us. I expect us- we might see some heart foundation on this show. Yeah. Yeah. Just a, just a hunch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait for it. Yeah, I, I'm sure. Let's save it for next week, Justin. Come on, we've talked about Brad enough this week. Uh, but uh, you can follow us on Twitter at underscore ringside rant as well as Instagram. Uh, you can follow him at JD twenty forty. Uh, check us out over at ringside rant All the great merchandise over there. Uh, shout out to the Shouting Wizards Wrestling Network, Visionaries Global Media, uh, Wrestling with Johners, full press coverage, uh, and Jeff Jarrett and Jeff Jarrett, of course. Um, so tune in next week, get your questions in. If you want to be a part of the show, you can DM us uh, just like everybody has this week. Uh, we appreciate everybody. You know, we're over in Ireland. We're over in Australia. We're uh, over in Sweden. We're over in Sweden too. That's unreal, man. I, I, I gotta get, I, I gotta, I gotta get some Swedish meatballs or something just to, uh, uh, kind of fit in i guess but no we appreciate everybody we're making big strides uh making a push here to uh get even bigger man you know the sky's the limit um and uh you know we're looking forward to you know holidays are coming up and uh we're looking to uh make everybody's holidays just that much better with ringside rant so you got anything to uh close shop before we close shop justin i don't think so uh i Go Bengals. I mean, we're going to Las Vegas this weekend. Let's get her done. Get back on that winning track. It was great talking to Jeff Jarrett. It was great getting you, your guys' questions. That was fun. And we will see you next week. We're desperately out of time, and the cameras are still rolling. <laughs>